T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, everybody. And a happy Sunday to all. <coughs> I'm Glenn Mack now, along with Ray Dinger. Ray, how was the uh, walk through Rittenhouse this morning? Um, talkative. <laughs> <laughs> so our producer, Moshe Kra- I- I'm working from home today. I-, I go in sometimes, work from home sometimes, and I'm working from home today. Our producer, Moshe Kravitz, calls me at 9.52. He says, Ray's not here. Ray's not here. Um, I said, I talked to Ray this morning. He was on his way, and Moshe said, you know how it is, and we know how it is. You you walk in public, and I don't mean this in a negative way. It's going to sound that people attach themselves to you like like a barnacle. It's like Ray, what are the Eagles going to do about? <laughs> and Ray, for your many skills and talents, mm-hmm. which are abundant, one of them is not the ability to cut a conversation short. <laughs> uh, no, if if folks want to talk to me, I will talk to them, uh, and that's. Uh, I was I was telling Moshe, this is particularly a tough time of the year for me to walk in Center City, <laughs> when when NFL free agency is in play. Yeah. Uh, I I literally can't walk a block without somebody saying, "What are the Eagles going to do?" Or yeah. you know, "What do you think of Jalen Hurts?" Or "What do you think of Deshaun Watson?" And yeah. you know, How I wind they I wind up this guy. Yeah, well, I wind up I wind up kind of doing the show before I get to the show. Uh, you know? Hey, come on now. But I'm but I've you know, give give me this. I have. I'm always here when you start. Okay, you, I've I never been close, late, but I get here all of for all these years. You've never been late. All right, I want to get to the Eagles in one second, but I want to start with the news that occurred yesterday when uh, the inevitable happens: the Flyers trade longtime captain Claude Giroux, longest tenured athlete in this city, one of the best ever to wear the orange and black. He goes to the Florida Panthers. In uh, what I thought was a rather underwhelming trade, it's Giroux, a couple of you know, bench depth players, a future fifth round pick in return for 23 year old. And, and you don't see the air quotes I'm throwing here. Prospect Owen Tippett, maybe is a former first round pick, but he's been up and down a few times and done anything yet. Um, a 2023 third rounder and a 2024 first rounder. Oh, and by the way, the flyers have to retain 50% of Giroux's salary. I don't think anybody's impressed by what they got. Uh, agree? Can we start there? Yeah, I I thought they would get more. Okay, because he's still. I mean, he's he's still a really good player, and he's demonstrated that this year. And um, he's going to help Florida. I mean, putting him on that team. I mean, right now, if, if I had a handicap the Stanley Cup playoffs, I would make them the favorites. Yeah, their odds just got better, no question about it. And even though he's a free agent at the end of the year and you're getting a rental, you're getting a very good rental at a very important time. So here's here's what it comes down to, and I, I will cite Anthony Sanfilippo, who's who's the, my, usually my go-to guy when I'm trying to figure out what's actually happening, and he said this. 
He said Colorado made a better offer, and Boston and the Rangers were also very interested. But Giroux said, I'm not going there. I'm only going to Florida. I have earned the right. He's got a no trade, no movement clause. He had all the leverage. He preferred to go to Florida. Uh, Chuck Fletcher, the general manager, was over a barrel. Um, Giroux's goal was not necessarily to help the Flyers. It was to go where he wanted to go. Right. And he did. So my question to you is, should we begrudge him for this? Uh, is this uh, him not being a good guy, a good teammate, a good organization man? Or is this something that, hey, he earned the right to do it? Let him do what he wants. That's kind of how I see it. I, you know, you're The prob- second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's there are probably people out there in the audience that are going to take the opposite and say, you know, he owed the Flyers more than that. And he owed the Flyers the opportunity to get the biggest return. But no, I mean, he he earned the leverage and he had it. And there was a place that he wanted to go. And he said, that's where I want to go. Um, you know, look, he gave this team everything he could possibly give them for more than a decade. Played a 1,000 games, played his butt off. Uh, over the course of time, you would say the organization probably at the end owes him more than he owes them, uh, given, the, given the, what they had, what they gave, put around him to ask him to play with. I mean, he was playing with line mates that played like they were wearing boxing gloves, for God's sakes. So, I mean, I, I think at this point um, – He's in a situation where, yeah, he's got the power, and I have no problem with him saying, no, 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 I want to go to Florida. Send me to Florida. And you know, th- at that point, the Flyers get what they can get. But, no, that was his right, and he exercised it, and I have no problem with that. Yeah, I don't. I, you you kind of wish he'd almost faked it and said, like, yeah, look, you can tell Colorado I'm interested. Because, Ray, as you know, if there's one potential trade partner, they have the leverage. Florida knew. Once Florida knew Giroux didn't want to go anywhere else, Florida could say, like, hey – this is our offer. Right. We're not going to make it any better. What are you guys going to hold on to him? So I kind of wish Giroux had, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, sure, I'll go there. Tried to drive the offer from Florida up. But I I generally agree with you. Um, he's been in this league a long time. He, it was in his contract. You, 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 if it's in your contract, you get to exercise it. Right. And, yes, he gave this organization a lot over the years – um, he gave them more than they gave him. I'll put it to you that way. Mm-hmm. He was well paid, but they didn't build the team around him that would have allowed him to be a Stanley Cup contender, which he now goes to a Stanley Cup contender. Um, I'm not impressed at all with the return, but what are you going to do? Uh, I know they, uh, and again, I'll cite Anthony Sanfilippo, best hockey writer in town, who said that uh, Giroux was not willing to help the Flyers unless they guaranteed they would bring him back next year, that he actually wants to come back next year. Yeah, I don't think that's out of the question. Well, okay. Uh, according to Anthony, Chuck Fletcher, Fletcher would not do that, as in guarantee. Maybe they will, but they weren't exactly – they didn't want to guarantee it. Well, how about this? Yeah. Is Chuck Fletcher going to be here? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, after after, I after not, you, not on merit, the team that he's built, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a lock to be here making that decision? I'm not so sure. No, I think Danny Briere may be your GM. Exactly year. right. Yeah, I mean that's coming. I, I just a matter of when it's coming, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's that, and goodbye to him. And I, I do salute him. I, I bear him no ill will for that. Uh, I know there were a lot of fans last night who were, you know, barking about how he. Come on, he should have given him. If they got him more from Colorado, he should have gone to Colorado. Not a lot of players earn the right to dictate where they want to go, and when they do, they have that right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yes, yesterday you 
asked the question about where does he rank among all-time flyer forwards, and you had him fourth among all-time flyer forwards. Second in all-time scoring, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I had him sixth, but, I mean, we still both had him very high, and he's only one other player in the history of the franchise has played more than 1,000 games, and that's Bob Clark, who is and I think probably will always be number one. But I got an email from somebody last night. Maybe, Maybe they sent it to both of us. I don't know. Who said, I was listening to the show today. He did the top 12 flyers of all time. He didn't mention Bernie Perrant. And I sort Bernie, of. Bernie. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wrote back and said, no, 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 no. You, you probably didn't hear the entire conversation. We were discussing the, the best flyers forwards in the yeah, context yeah. Of, of the passing of Claude Giroux. So uh, anybody out there that was wondering, you know, why we didn't have. Why we didn't have Mark Howe in there? Why we didn't have Bernie Perrant in there? Um, Eric Desjardins. Eric did not make Desjardins. The yeah, I mean, it was understand that what we are ranking there of the top ten or the top twelve, I guess we were just discussing flyer forwards. Yeah. Just, just for the record. And he is one of the all times, and and I wish him well. I don't know. Me too. I guess I root for Florida now as much as as I care. It's hard right, for I me just, to do. I mean, I, I, if 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 honest to God, if he were not if he were not wearing a Florida Panther jersey, I would not be rooting for the Florida Panthers. It still no. bothers me to see the Stanley Cup oh. going to South Beach. You know how I feel about uh, that. Me too. I, I'm with think, you on that. I think there should be a constitution amendment to the U.S. Constitution banning hockey below the Mason Dixon <laughs> line. You know that. I'm I'm with you, but you know now that he's down there, I'm you know I'm rooting for the Panthers. I am. All right, let us get to the Eagles, and I'm going to kind of move into it this way. Yesterday, there was a trade in the NFL. Robert Woods goes from the Rams to the Tennessee Titans for a sixth-round pick. Actually, a sixth-round pick next ne- year. Next not year. Not this year. Right. Yeah. Sixth-round pick in 2023. Right. Now, he's coming off an injury, uh, so I don't, I don't know where his health is right now. But still, they got him on the cheap, right? That's, you don't get much cheaper than that. No, that, that's, that's true. That is the... A, fut- a, a future Isle. sixth round pick. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, Robert Woods, pretty good player. He was he was at forty five catches, five hundred fifty six yards, four touchdowns before he hurt himself in a practice this year. And he is good. And he is another receiver now who has moved. And Ray, we talked this about this a little bit yesterday. The free agent market has kind of come and gone. The Eagles made one nice pickup of an edge rusher, Reddick, mm-hmm. right, and nothing else. Uh, and here are wide receivers who moved this offseason. Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. Michael no, Michael Gallup re-signed. I'm not going to give you ones who re-signed. Yeah. Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. Allen, you're right. I'm, I'm just going to give you right. the names of guys who moved. Uh, Russell Gage, Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Kirk, got way too much money. Yeah. DJ Shark, Cedric Wilson. Now I'm starting to get into the guys who aren't very good. Byron Pringle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Zay Jones. Um, and what's left on the market is maybe a guy or two. I mean, Odell Beckham you don't want for many reasons, including he got tore his knee up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it looks like the Rams are bringing him back. I mean, that's part of the reason right. why they were willing to deal Woods. Fine. Julio Jones seems cooked to me. Yeah, that didn't work out for him in Tennessee. Right. Maybe Jarvis Landry, I don't know, Will Fuller. I mean, it's so so my question to you is at this point, do we consider the Eagles free agent Eagles um the time during free agency a failure for the Eagles? I'll uh, answer first. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just wanted to get that on the record. Right. I do. You? Um well, I really I I really like the Reddick signing. I think he's a really good player in a position that helps them greatly. I mean, they, they needed pass rush. He will give them pass rush. So that was a real good signing. 
but I'm sort of with you in the sense that there's a lot more work that needs to be done here. I mean, it's, you know, that, this is not a team that was one player away from being a Super Bowl team. They have a lot of work to do. And I, I suspect that they're probably putting uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of hope into the draft. You know, they've got, they've got a lot of picks. they got three in the first round. I think they mm-hmm. figure they're going to really help themselves in the draft, and I hope they do. Uh, but I do think that there was more that could have been done in free agency, especially in the area of wide receiver. Because, I mean, in the draft, could they draft a wide receiver? Yeah, they could. And there are some good wide receivers in this draft. Uh, but I think the receiver, the wide receiver that they need right now to round out the offense is a veteran wide receiver. Because you got young guys. you yeah. got young guys that you're still trying to develop. You, you, need that, you don't need to add another young guy to the mix. What you need is that other receiver needs to be a veteran receiver. He's been around the league, runs good patterns, understands playing in the NFL, understands the coverages, can make the decisions on the fly that only a veteran can make. Um, and those guys were out there. And I kind of, frankly, I thought that was the other move they were going to make. I thought they were going to go get a pass rusher. I thought they were going to go get a receiver. And to me, Woods was a guy that stood out because I, I look at Woods. I saw him play at Southern Cal. Uh, I've seen him play through his career, Buffalo, uh, and, and here – um, with the Rams, and to me, he had he had the qualities I was looking for. Is the best way of putting it. Uh, he had size, you know, he's six feet, one hundred ninety-five, strong, uh, runs exceptionally good patterns, uh, a great pattern runner, and I have always put great value in that. I know, I know, we're into an era of speed, speed, speed. You know, everybody wants the four-two, four-three, forty guy that can get down, stretch the field. You know, the chunk play. I mean, all those terms that we're hearing now. Uh, <laughs> But you still need that guy that on third and eight is going to get to the sticks and catch the ball. And, and that's, that's all about pattern running. It's all about understanding defenses, finding the soft spot in the defense, turning around and catching the football. And that's what Woods did. I mean, if you look at his career, I mean, he had three years in a row, 86 catches, 90 catches, 90 catches, mm-hmm. uh, been productive over time. The tour in Achilles is a concern. I'm not going to say it's not. He tore it, um, he tore it in, in November. November. But there's expectation that he can be back at the start of this year. He will be. He's 29 now, but he'll be 30 next month. I understand all of that. But one of the other things that he's got that I think that would fit with the Eagles, and again, to me, so much of free agency is about the fit. And so it's okay to get a good player, but does he fit with your team and what you want to do? To me, Woods would have been that because he's, again, he's a veteran, understands it, runs good patterns. He runs the intermediate in-cut stuff really well. And that's, you know, given Jalen Hurts' arm, I mean, those are throws he's got to make. And here's a guy that knows how to make them. And the other thing is, in my view, he was the best blocking wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, it wasn't even close, really. I mean, he was really, really good at that. And one thing we learned last year is this is a team that's good when they run the football. And you bring this guy in, and he's one more good blocker in a good running football team. So for me, all of those reasons made him a fit. And if you're talking about even if those questions with the injury, if you're talking about a future sixth-round draft pick, I mean, I would have done that. I absolutely would have done that. Okay. Uh, the other position that I would have hoped they would have addressed is safety. And there have been a lot of safeties who have moved. Uh, Marcus Williams moved, uh, Marcus May moved. He's a guy I, I thought they would have some interest in. Yeah, good player uh, lost on a bad team. Yeah, Justin Reed, Justin Whitehead, a lot of Marcuses and Justins here. Uh, Xavier Woods, who people know from Minnesota. So they all moved. And just interestingly, Ray, uh, yesterday a couple of Eagles players went to Twitter to lobby for the Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. Kenny Gainwell and Sean Bradley both kind of lobbied for uh, Tyron Matthew, who mm-hmm. remains on side on that. Um, That's probably a money issue. 
I I guess I don't know. Yeah, uh, Matthews he's he's making he's making pretty good coin. Well, so I think that's that's he, probably part. He of remains it. unsigned. Right, I know. So no, he's that's making part, part no of the coin reason. at the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I will say there's been a narrative that has developed in recent days uh, among a lot of people who cover the Eagles that it's been a good off season. Because, hey, they already extended Dallas Goddard and Maddox, and they brought back Kelsey and Cox, who they actually first cut. So I don't know if they get, like, how much congratulations you get for that. Um, they they had earlier extended Jordan Mailata and Sweat, and that's all fine. I, I think those are generally good moves, but I don't think that's exactly cause for a victory lap, is it? I mean, how many Pro Bowls have the, the – the, taking away Kelsey and Cox, who are two older guys you're bringing back – Goddard and Sweat were alternates last year, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I don't count that. Right. And 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 again, I have uh, you know, I Dallas Goddard great. I like him. Keep him. All those guys. Malata, terrific. Keep him. But it's not exactly like you're getting better. You're just keeping guys that you have. How are you getting better? Yeah, I, that's that's kind of how I view it. I mean, this this is sort of like I I think the Eagles uh, have become are probably a little annoyed that there's that they're getting a sense that the Eagle Nation is getting a little restless. And free agency and suggesting and the conversation if they listen to this station at all they're hearing the conversation from from fans saying why the Eagles are doing something why aren't they doing anything you know I like Reddick but they got a lot more to do well I, I kind of agree with that and so that's out there and I think the Eagles are a little annoyed by that so they're, they're trying to do a little counter programming and they're trying to put out a, a second version of this oh well, no 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 we've, we've done a lot look at what we've done well some of it you did in season you know, and some of it is just a matter of retaining what you already have, which is fine. I agree with all of those decisions that they made in terms of re-signing and extending those guys. That's good. I mean, that's good. That's doing good business. But there was more that needed to be done. And I, I think that there were a couple of opportunities here. And you, we just talked about one position, wide receiver, and the other position, safety, uh, that need to be addressed. And there were opportunities to do that in free agency. Now, you can go ahead and try and do it in the draft. Um, but I mean, there are opportunities right now and I understand that, you know, there's, there are money issues and there's salary cap issues and everybody's interested in the honey badger, but you, st- you got to find some way to make the dollars work. Um, but the idea that this has been you know, a really productive and positive off season, I, I don't buy that. I mean, there was a Reddick signing, really good signing, really good player. And he's definitely going to help you in an area where you needed help, but there was more that needed to be done. Indeed. And the three first-round draft picks, we'll see how they use them. That, that could be terrific. But, again, it's here we are. All right, 215-592-9494. By the way, Ray, best caller of the day, wins a $50 gift card to Scheib Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or at ScheibSports.com. Ray, how about we let our producer, Moshe Kravitz, pick the best caller of the day today? Oh, I think we should. Get, get you and I off the hook. Mm-hmm, yep. I'm all in favor of that. All right. My pal Lou in Mount Laurel starts us out. How are you, Lou? Hey, and how are you? It's Sunday, and I day of worship as I worship at the altar of Glenn Mack now. Well, how are you, man? We're good. Thanks. Glenn, I, you know, watching all those Giroux highlights and Giroux tribute videos, the one thing that stuck out to me is, and I think you said it too, the lack of talent that surrounded him his whole time here. I mean, you're, you're looking at some of his highlights where you have Aaron Ashton as his, as his winger. <laughs> really? I have the goal really? showing like Aaron Ashton was his stinking line mate. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I mean, and then you look at, you look at a Crosby who had mouth. You look at all the greats. And I do. I think, I rarely see this. I think he did earn to write to say where he want to go. I, I wish there would have been a little more, some backroom stuff to maybe jack up the price to make yes. kind of maybe look at like Colorado was involved. But 
Also, he goes to Florida, Glenn. I, I, I do. I hope they win the cup. I hope it's like when Ray Bork went from Colorado, or excuse me, from, went from Boston to Colorado. If Giroux wins the cup, that means so will another former flyer, Sergei Bobrovsky, who's tearing up the league still down there. Wow. Still. He's their, <laughs> I, Glenn, I don't know if you've seen his stats. He's been remarkable, but you know, we had to let him go because we had to bring in Brzezgalov. So. I know. I know. Oh. Bob, Bob was somebody who they made a big mistake on. Big time, yeah. big time. Um, so I am. I'm, I'm, I hope he does well. I think he's he's earned that right. Um, so I'm going to say for the next couple of months. I hope, as much as I, I agree with you, Glenn, it pains me. It hurts a piece of my hockey soul to see the Stanley Cup go to Florida. But I, I do hope they win it. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff, Lou. Thanks, thanks as always. <laughs> the hockey soul. <laughs> you don't hear that term a whole lot. No, that was pretty good. It's uh, right. it's been a Go it's been a rough for folks like Lou and I know Lou is is an absolute flyer diehard from all the way back. These have been painful times. Oh gosh! I mean, this they, if you're a real flyer fan with a real sense of history that you actually were there on Broad Street when they brought Cup Number One down there, and you've been with the team that long, you have suffered for the last ten years. Well, really and have. and I know Lou. Lou Lou wasn't. He's a younger guy. Lou's I mean, younger relative to us. Lou's probably forty, right? So he that's doesn't long enough. Remember. Well, he doesn't remember any of that, but he does remember when the team was good, when every year you could expect that the Flyers would excel, you know, maybe make a final every couple of years. He was, he, Lou probably grew up in the Lindros era. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And, yeah, right. That's <laughs> fine. Wasn't so bad in hindsight, was it? Yeah, I mean, they still look, they still resembled the Flyers then. Yes, they did. But that's, unfortunately, that's a fading memory. Uh, indeed. All right, coming up, Ray Dinger draft preview. We're going to get into the college draft. I know some people want to talk about that. I want to hear about that. Uh, we moved some of our features from yesterday to today. We have This Week in Philadelphia Sports History, which today, Ray, is the anniversary of a very uh, big moment mm-hmm. in Philadelphia sports. I'm not going to say what it was, but I'll give people the clue that it was 18 years ago today. Okay. It was a very momentous day in Philadelphia sports history. We're going to do what we're watching. You and I are watching the same show. I think I'm probably enjoying it more than you. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I imagine so. Uh, and speaking of, of history, do you know that um, today is Sunday? Friday was the 100th anniversary of the beginning of WIP. I heard something about that. I am going to read you the first day of programming on the station, Ray. Apparently, you and I had the day off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am going to play an amazing Joe Conklin tribute to 100 years of WIP. I can't wait for that. So all of that coming up, starting with Ruth Ray's draft preview, 215-592-9494. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Ray Dinger, we are about a month away from the NFL draft. I know at your house the yellow legal pads are just burning up. So let us go now to the weekly Ray Dinger NFL Draft Preview. Well, you're right. The yellow tablets have been uh, <laughs> they're, they're piled uh, they're piled high on the kitchen table right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I enjoy it. I'm uh, ever since the season's ended and we've gone through the Senior Bowl and then the Combine, I've been furiously taking my notes and uh, I spent a lot of time talking about the defense. And I'm gonna I, I swear I will get to the offensive players. I swear I will get to that next week or the week after. But I, I'm I'm still kind of focused on the defense and the defensive line because it's an area where I think the Eagles need help. And I think there's a lot of players, really good players, coming out in this draft. And I'm going to address defensive line here again today, uh, talking about two players. Uh, and I'm going to start with David Ajabo, who's the uh, defensive end from the University of Michigan, who um, was a fast riser this season. By the end of the season, everybody knew Aiden Hutchinson is the elite player on that defensive line out at Michigan and is going to be a top three pick in this draft, if not the number one player. I mean, he's that good. Um, but the guy on the other side of that line, David Ajabo, is, is a late riser. He's a late bloomer. He's a kid that was born in Nigeria. He was raised in Scotland. He didn't really start playing football, though. His family moved here. There's a lot he still has to learn, but, man, is he an athlete. 6'4", 250 pounds, and every time he played, he just saw him get better and better. His ceiling, and coaches love to talk about the ceiling now. His ceiling was enormous. And he would have been a top, certainly a top 20 pick in this draft, but Michigan had their pro day this week, and while Aiden Hutchinson was dazzling everybody with his workout, David Ajabu went down. Uh, and I saw the footage, and when I saw him go down, I th- he grabbed his leg, and I thought, well, okay, maybe it's just a high ankle sprain, which ain't good, but I thought maybe it's not that bad. It turns out he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Can so, I say one thing about because I watched that same video. Right. He goes down in a heap, and he's writhing around on the ground, and nobody comes out to help him. Right. I know this is just a trivial point, not related to what you're saying, but it struck me. And, in fact, th- there's a guy who's, like, running the drill who just, like, picks up the ball that he dropped and walks away. Could they be less concerned about him? No, I thought that was <laughs> – I've, I've seen that before. I can't say I never saw that. I never saw that before. But I, I, I was sort of struck by the same thing because it was clear this was not a, this was not a minor injury. I mean, it was clear that he, he was really hurt and he was really in pain. Um, but now the question is, what does this mean for him with the draft coming up? And we had, we had Dr. Pollard on yesterday, and we talked about this. You know, and Dr. Pollard was talking about the difference in positions and how if you're a defensive back or you're a wide receiver, an Achilles tear is probably more problematic because those are, those are positions that require that kind of movement and really stress on the Achilles. And you don't have to remind Eagles fans what happened with Sidney Jones. Yeah, that's and, a great comparison. Yeah, I mean, he went down in exactly the same situation. His pro day, here was a guy who was probably in a lot of people's minds the number one cornerback coming out in the draft, goes down on his pro day with a torn Achilles, the Eagles decided we're going to take a flyer on him in the second round, and you saw what happened. I mean, he hardly got on the field, and when he did get on the field, you were sorry he did. Uh, and so sometimes that happens. 
Um, what does this mean for David Ajabu? Why I think what makes this interesting is the doctor was saying sometimes with defensive linemen, it's a little easier and not quite as problematic to come back from Achilles because explosion isn't necessarily what you need. It's a strength position. I will tell you David Ajabo is an exception to that rule because his game is all about explosion. I mean, his game is all about that first step, that takeoff. I mean, when he went to the combine and worked out at the combine, um, one of the things that just blew me away was he did a 35-inch vertical, which is, I mean, that's almost like that's almost like defensive back standards. I mean, that's the kind of athlete he was at 250 pounds. So if I think that's what's really going to scare people is a guy like that who's so reliant on that first step quickness, which is all about explosion, is how well is he going to come back from an Achilles tear. And I think, you know, I had heard his name linked with the Eagles a lot because they're looking for pass rushers. And he figured to be right in that 15, 16, 19 where the Eagles were going to be drafting. I had heard that the Eagles were very interested in him. A lot of mock drafts had him going to the Eagles. And now what do you do if you're the Eagles? What do you do? And where Second does David, rounder, Ray. Where does David Ajabu go? Um, yeah. I, was really sorry to, I was really sorry to see that happen because everybody has told me what a wonderful young man he is. I really think he had a chance to come to the NFL, would have come in with a, with a first-round pick and a chance to do some great things. Now, I just don't know. I'll, I still think he'll probably be picked. Somebody just is going to probably take a shot on him, almost Sidney Jones-like, probably in the second round, and maybe it'll work out for him, but it's a huge, huge risk. Yeah, it's really a darn shame. It is. Yeah, and the, uh, the other – that young guy, you, yeah, you hate that. Yep, yep, yep. And the last thing I wanted to address on the defensive line uh, is Jordan Davis uh, is the defensive tackle from the massive defensive tackle from right. Georgia. When we saw him Friday night when you were getting that great Reds Bagnell Award – down at the Maxwell Football Club, and I and I got to stand like within three feet of him. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the sky disappeared. Yeah, he casts a big shadow, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's six feet six. Uh, he told me that he played at 356 pounds this year, um, and he was, and it, believe me, it didn't hurt him. Uh, but he, he 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 went into real serious training at the end of the season after they won the national championship. Got down to 340. And then when it went to the Indianapolis, went to the Combine, and just tested tremendously well. Uh, ran up, just blew everybody away with a 4.840. No one had ever seen anything like that before. And tested great. Uh, so now, one of the things that I was thinking about looking at the draft, I was looking at where Jordan Davis was before all of this. And I felt like he was probably going to still be on the board when the Eagles came up in that 15-16 area. I thought he was still going to be there. And he would have really interested me as a player. Because I know everybody's talking about the edge rushers. And everybody wants the edge rushers and the pressure from the edge. And there are a lot of them. There are really a lot of them in this draft. But there's really only one player like Davis. And the the drop-off from him to the next interior defensive lineman is very steep. So if you're looking to get stronger in the middle and get a big interior guy that can get you some interior pressure, collapse the pocket, Davis was kind of that guy. And even though nobody was thinking about him or talking about him going to the Eagles Given the situation with Fletcher Cox and whether he was going to be back or in what role he was going to be back, Davis really appealed to me because the more I watched Georgia this year, the more impressed I became. I mean, Nicobe Dean is a terrific player at middle linebacker, but a lot of his success was predicated on Davis's ability to just eat up all the blockers and give Dean room to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's a guy that's going to come into the NFL, and I think he's going to be a force right away. I really do. I don't know what he's going to play at. He's probably not going to stay at 340. He'll probably put on another 10 pounds or so. But if you watch the way he uses his hands, how quick he is off the ball, uh, and the speed that he has, I mean, which is remarkable for a big man. I mean, he can chase down plays 
on the outside. I mean, teams are trying to run stretch or zone read. He can get there. You know, he'll, you can't run right at him. You can't move him on the block. But he'll go get you if you're running zone read to the outside. He's a very, very rare player. The problem is I think he's tested so well now and interviewed so well now that I don't think he's going to be there at 15. I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. I'd be yeah. shocked if he wasn't. Yeah, well, it's a darn shame. Uh, I wish him well. He seemed like a nice kid. Let us go. Larry in Ridley Park has wanted to talk about the NFL draft for two days. Larry, this is your moment, pal. Good morning, everybody. This is the first time I've had a call you on a Sunday, so I'm really enjoying the talk. And, Ray, I'll get right to my question. Sure. Um, have you put your mock draft together yet? Um, no, not totally. I, I haven't. Uh, let me let me amend that. I haven't done a team by team where I try and match player to team. But I have right. I have like I have like how I rank the players through the first two rounds. Right. Okay, Ray. I'm going to put you in the shoes of Howie Roseman. Two questions. What would you do at 15, 16, and 19, and what do you think he's going to do? Because, Ray, I got this big gut feeling that he's going to reach for a player again. Well, um, my gut feeling, if, if to answer your question, the first part of it, if, if I were in his shoes, um, I would I would do the thing that they always say that they do, but they don't often do, which is stay true to your board. You don't go reaching for players. Uh, don't go trying. Don't go taking a player to fill a need who you've got a lower grade on than somebody else. Take the highest rated player in an area where you need help. It's the safest way to go. I mean, there are no guarantees with any of it. But when teams say, "Okay, we got to pick an offensive tackle here," and they lock themselves into that one one thought, and then you wind up and you're picking fifteenth or something, and the guy, the best offensive tackle that's sitting there is a guy that you know in your heart of hearts is probably a third-round pick. But you're, you're, now, you're now committed as an organization. Okay, we got to take the tackle, and you're going to take a tackle, and I guarantee he's going to disappoint you. He ain't going to necessarily – they're not all Kevin Allen, okay? But, but sometimes, you know, and sometimes uh, they, they, can, they can be Luke Jokel. I mean, it can, it, that's, that, that's, what, that's what can happen. So you have to be open to all possibilities. But I would not be well, – I would not be adverse to the idea – of just sitting there at 15, 16, and 19 and taking the three best players. But I, 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 know how, I know Howie well enough that I have a feeling that with that much ammunition, he's going to want to wheel and deal. Right, right. If there's a player that's out there, and let's say he's at 10, so you're five picks down from it, who would the player be that you would be willing to dress up for? And then, Ray, my last question is, who do you think and who will you like to see and pick at 15, 16, and 19? And I'll hang up and listen. All right. Okay. Who would Anybody I... you would reach up for that you see going around 10-ish? Uh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, you know, I, I, really, I, I really was thinking that. Because I, don't, I, was thinking that he would be a, I, I was thinking he would be an option at 15 because I thought everybody, there was going to be this – this gold rush for edge rushers. Everybody was going to be drafting the edge rushers early, and Davis was going to probably fall farther than he needed to. But right now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if you want him, uh, you're going to have to go into the top 10. 10 to me sounds probably about right, 9, 10. Would would I trade up to get him? Yeah, I would seriously think about it. I really would. Okay. Um, uh, But the other guy, and again, it's another – I'm really locked into Georgia guys, I guess. But, I mean, uh, Trayvon Walker. Nothing wrong with that right now. No, I I have – 
you know, um, Larry was just asking, have I done my mock draft yet? Not really, because I haven't met, tried to match player to team, because I still think there's going to be a lot of movement there. But I, what I've done is I've done, I've done a, a rating of my players through three rounds. So I kind of have an idea of where guys fall. And right now I have seven Georgia defensive players going in the first two rounds. Well, I hope the Eagles get at least one of those. Yeah, and, and Walker and Davis are both really, really good defensive linemen. Uh, one interior, one on the edge, and then, as I said, N'Kobe Dean, to me, is a guy that I think should absolutely yeah. be a first-round player. Nice. Uh, let's get Brian Middleton up here. Hey, Brian. Oh, uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? All right. Always a pleasure, and I do have a question about the draft, too, but I have to get this out first regarding Claude Drew. I've always felt like he's gotten a pass, you know, because if you give me the comparable player in any other sport, baseball, basketball, football, we criticize them if the team doesn't win at all. And, and to me, it's just, and I respect you guys. I'm not a hockey expert. I, you know, I love playoff hockey. But, but at some point, does he get anything? Or was it always just, well, he didn't have the right players around him? No, I, I think mean, he's taken a lot of criticism, actually, over the years. It's, it's funny. It appears that people think of Claude Giroux, basically, there's two, there's two lanes here. One lane is... The guy was here for all these years. They never won anything. He was the captain. He deserves a good part of the blame. Exactly. The other That's is I am. Uh, okay, hold on. The other is, hey, he was a terrific player who had nothing around him and no opportunity to succeed. I think the truth's kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I probably lean more toward the second than the first. But Brian, I'm not going to tell you your opinion is not with merit here because it is. Okay. There yeah, were I, moments I, in there were moments in playoffs and big games during his tenure here where you would have expected more. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable. I mean, I respect his professionalism and all that. And uh, like you said, probably somewhere in the middle of those two thoughts is probably where he should be uh, thought of. Uh, regarding the NFL, now I would not normally disagree with the the dean, the expert of uh, NFL football, but for me, the best blocking wide receiver is actually Chris Godwin. And uh, maybe that's because I'm partial. He's a kid from Middletown. And, uh, but uh, I know Robert Woods is good. But to me, I would have loved Chris Godwin. I know he's been re-signed now by the Tampa Bay Bucks. That option's off the table. What yeah. about trading for D.K. Metcalf? Um, to me, it looks like the uh, Seahawks are trying to go in a different direction, obviously. I mean, would they be willing to part with him? No, I don't think so. No, he's too he's too young and he's too good. Yeah. I, I think the I think the Seahawks are in the midst of a rebuilding. Um but if you're going to rebuild, you have to rebuild around something. You know, and and he would be part of whatever kind of a young core you're putting together. So great thought. I mean the Eagles listen, the Eagles had their shot at DK Metcalf. They had their they had their shot at him when he came out in the draft and they decided they wanted they liked JJ Arcega Whiteside better. Uh, the interesting thing with the Seahawks and the Colts and the Saints and maybe the Falcons and others, it will now be to see where this quarterback roulette goes. Um, right. You know, once Deshaun Watson goes to Cleveland and now Baker Mayfield is going to be out of there and Carson Wentz moves from Indy to Washington and so on and, and Russell Wilson moves out of Seattle to Denver – I think the next couple of weeks is going to be fascinating to watch the quarterback scramble. Yeah, yeah. Well, Baker Mayfield is the next shooter drop. There's no question about that. I mean, he's got no future in no. Cleveland anymore. No. And uh, he's made that pretty obvious. He wants out. Well, and, uh, I don't blame him. Do you? No, no. I mean, some of it is of his own doing. I mean, some of the stuff that got into, I mean, but that's... 
anybody that knows Baker knows that, that this kind of stuff just follows him. You know, I mean, he's not Johnny Manziel, and I'm not trying to say that he no, is. No, there's a lot of drama. But there's, there, but there, yeah. everywhere he goes, there's drama. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I'll, and, and, it's, and, and he generates a lot of it. Yeah. And, um, and I think he's still got talent. I was a little surprised that he was the first overall pick in the draft. I didn't see him as that kind of player. But he's a guy that can still win in the National Football League. And to me, the two situations that, that look like obvious fits to me are the ones that you mentioned. It'd be Indianapolis and Seattle. That right now, those are those are two NFL teams that really don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And I, I think you know when the season starts, he's going to be playing for one or the other. 215-592-9494, best caller of the day, gets a $50 gift card to Shibe Sports. Coming up, Ray. The 100th anniversary of WIP, which uh, I, Joe Conklin did a great song that I heard on Friday. I don't know that people have had a whole opportunity to hear it, so I want to play that and talk about the history a little bit. Ray and Glenn, Sunday on 94 WIP. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack, now 94 WIP. So, Ray, um, 100 years ago, as of Friday, mm-hmm. was... The very first time that WIP came on the air. <laughs> okay. Here's the great part. I'm, I'm looking this up in Wikipedia. It was the city's third radio station, even though WIP claimed to be the first. <laughs> We've so, claimed many things over the yeah, years. We have. We have. Um, and I'm going to, I found, I, I dug it up. I found the, the first day of programming. You ready for the, the very first day of programming on WIP? Uh, yeah, you I and I were still I about wait. five years away. Okay. Okay. 11 a.m. Addressed by his honor, Mayor Moore. Okay. 11.15 a.m. Addressed by Judge Patterson. That, I bet you that was riveting. 11.30 a.m., May Farley, Philadelphia's favorite soprano. Okay. Live singing, right? Mm-hmm. 12 noon, news items. 12.30 p.m., addressed by Lieutenant Commander R.Y. Cadmus, Radio Inspector, 3rd District. What the hell could that even be? Wow. What is What is that it, mean? It sort of makes you wonder how there was a second day of WIP. <laughs> Day one seems to have gotten off to a little bit of a halting start. <laughs> well, 2 to 3 p.m., music program. Uh, 4 p.m., news and topics of the day. And then sign off. No Joe Conklin? No. Well, we're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> no Joe Gillio. No. Uh, here's the, the, at the bottom of this, it says, first it says, yesterday's broadcasting was most successful. WIP, wavelength 360 meters. Best of all, we can furnish equipment for your own use. $73.45 complete, which means you could buy a radio, and somebody did the math for me, the conversion, which is the equivalent of more than $1,200 now. Hmm. <laughs> which, but I mean, isn't that that way every, like, you remember when computers, you know, personal computers first began, whatever it was, 25 years ago or so. Right. Right? I guess more than that now, but whatever. Uh, to get a computer your home computer, first of all, they were enormous, and second of all, they cost a fortune. Right. Same thing with TVs, right? TVs just got cheaper and cheaper. Yes, they did. Radios, once upon a time, cost real money. <laughs> so I want to play this for you. Joe Conklin put together a tribute for WIP's 100th anniversary, and I think this is one of the best things that Joe has ever done. My only problem with it is I can't even think as fast as Joe can talk here. Are you ready, Ray? I'm ready. All right, you're going to listen, and then there's going to be a quiz at the end. Okay. All right, most take it. 
We've been everywhere, man. We've been everywhere, man. A hundred years on the air, man. Broadcasting with flair, man. Big names we've had our share, man. We've been everywhere. We've had Ken Garland, Steve-O, Jan Janssen, Wee Willie, Marta Rano, Pellegrino, Al Morgani, A. Cataldi, Tony Bruno, Jody Mac, Gordon, Thomas, Jan Gorham, Mac Down, Ray Diddy, Dirty 30, Got a Quorum, Earl Reese, Ike Reese, Joe DeCamera, Bill Campbell, Sonny Hill, Ben Hill, now we're going downhill. We've been everywhere, man. We've been everywhere, man. A hundred years on the air, man. As the ratings bear, man. Market Street, Rittenhouse Square, man. We've been everywhere. We've been to Wing Bowl, Hell Hole, Super Bowl, Took a Toll, Brookshire, Tumble Main, Bigby was an asshole, Bria Hughes, Big Daddy, Johnny Mark, Tom Moran, Rob, Cherry, Keith Jones, even had a station band, Larry King to Billy King, two Westkins, no waiting, taking calls, screaming, the last quarterback still debating. We've been everywhere, man, hundred years on the air, man, as the ratings bear, man, big fun, we've had our share, man, Angelo's in a rocking chair, man, we've been everywhere. Your thoughts, right? Well, that is that that is true brilliance, it's right spectacular, there. Spectacular, isn't it? It really is. It re- it really is. How he got all of that in there, and I really don't think he missed anybody. Uh, how he got that all in there uh, is pretty remarkable. That's yeah. uh, but that's Joe. I mean, there's nobody else that can do what Joe does. Let's face that. No. Uh, and again, I, I listened to it like four or five times, and I'm trying to get all the names and all the events and Wingbull and this, and, and it's just it's great and. Listen, you and I have been part of this station for well, you longer than I have. I came I started doing part-time stuff when WIP went all sports in I guess 1989, so mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 33 years. Well, I guess you've been about the same, right? Yeah, maybe just a little maybe just a little bit earlier, but right right around the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom Brookshire when they launched the thing, Tom, you know, I knew Tom very, very well through football, and he said, "Hey, we're starting up this all sports radio station, and would you want to be a part of it?" And I said, "Well, okay. If you, what do you want me to do?" He said, "Nah, just come on and talk, just like the stuff we normally do." And I said, "Oh, well, I could do that." And so, um, but you know, in all honesty, I mean, in the back of my mind, I was thinking. Yes. Yes, this isn't going to last. Absolutely, absolutely right. You know, this is going to run its course. I mean, it'll be. I give be, it five years. Yeah, it'll be fun for a while. I, that's just about what I thought. I thought this will be fun for a little while. You know, yes. and but you know, this thing is going to run its course in five years, and the format will change, and you know, and then and I'll come in here one day and I'll be playing polka albums. You know, yes. I mean, that's that's just the way things work in radio. And here and, we are, and here and here we are. Yeah, I know. Who knew? Know. It's amazing. I'm delighted to be doing it. Well, I remember as a as a as a kid who grew up here. Uh, I I remember listening to WIP. I mean, that was the station that we had on the radio at our house. You know, in the in the mornings when I would come down for breakfast, you know, mom had the radio on, and was it was that w- Ken Garland. Days? It was W. It was WIP. I think it was Ken Garland. Yeah, you know, and, and he that's was like the you, ultimate morning host kind of guy. Yeah, and it was what you know is what radio what radio formatters call adult contemporary. Uh, and it was not all pure talk. I mean, it was Ken Garland on, and he was he would, and it, mostly it was music. And they play that kind of adult contemporary music, you know, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, all that kind of stuff. And uh, they mixed in the weather, the news, the traffic, all that kind of thing. And that was how I went out the door in the morning. I mean, it was yeah. WIP. Very cool. 610 a.m. Yes. It, or it was. as Tom Bigby used to say, 610. Yeah. They, they, the one thing about WIP that I, I always remember is they were the first radio station in the city that had a billboard. 
No. <laughs> okay. They had. Uh, I remember when you went over the when you went over the Walt Whitman Bridge, Philadelphia, going into Jersey. One of the big billboards there, and they didn't have as many as they do now because of the casinos. But they had some advertising billboards. And right as you right as you went through the toll booth, going over the Walt Whitman Bridge, one of the big billboards there was a WIP six ten. Wow. AM. Uh, no, no other radio station was doing that kind of advertising, but WIP was the first. How about that? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Robert in Germantown. Let's get you before the break. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. Good morning to you both. Uh, Thank you. Sitting here listening to the show and reading the uh, New York Post. So quick quiz question. There's a wonderful interview with uh, Colin Gillespie, and he says his favorite cheesesteak is... Delisandros. Delisandros. <laughs> you read it already. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I saw that this morning. I, I, I got a good laugh out of it. Every time they do, that's the Steve Serby Q&A, and they do that every Sunday. And it's, it's really kind of a fun read. Um, and, and I knew every time he's interviewed a Philly guy, he always asked the cheesesteak question. So, uh, yeah. and, Gilles- and Gillespie went right to Delisandros, which is not a bad choice, by the way, right there in, uh, right there in Roxborough. Yeah, near your old home area. I, uh, yeah, I right. John's oh, believe work, me. I was, I was at D'Alessandro's many times. I bet. Well, listen, I am in heaven. You know, I'm an old basketball coach, as you know, we've talked about before, but I'm just loving March Madness. I'm loving mm-hmm. the coaching brilliance. I'm loving the guys diving on the floor and hustling and just the, the little upset Guys like St. Peter's from Jersey City. Yeah, how about that? Third ever 15 seed to reach the Sweet 16. Yeah, they knocked out Kentucky and Murray State. And, you know, I just, it's hard for me to watch the NBA guys by comparison. I I don't buy that argument. Listen, I appreciate that you love the NCAA. Oh. And the, the you're comparing it to the NBA regular season, which is an 82 game schedule. If you compare it to the NBA playoffs, I think it's a fair comparison. It is, but I don't see it, Glenn. I just don't see the coaching brilliance at the NBA. Well, the okay, yeah, the NBA is a players' league. Yeah, and if you I watch mean, the Sixers, you and I got to run, Robert. But if you watch the Sixers, right, you certainly don't see the coaching brilliance. I, uh, no, I'll give Robert that point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up this week in Philadelphia sports history, it's a big one. Rain Glenn ninety four WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. 
blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.